Watch ye, for ye not know not when the master of the house cometh, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the device and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us, but thou, Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, thy faithful people pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 30 on page 374, and Psalm 130 on page 506. I will magnify thee, O Lord, for thou hast set me up, and not made my foes to triumph over me. O Lord my God, I cried unto thee, and thou hast healed me. Thou, Lord, hast brought my soul out of hell. Thou hast kept my life, that I should not go down into the pit. Sing praises unto the Lord, O ye saints of his and give thanks unto him for a remembrance of his holiness. For his wrath endureth but the twinkling of an eye, and in his pleasure is life. Heaviness may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity I said, I shall never be removed. Thou, Lord of thy goodness, hast made my hill so strong. Thou didst turn thy face from me, and I was troubled. Then cried I unto thee, O Lord, and got me to my Lord right humbly. What profit is there in my blood, when I go down into the pit? Shall the dust give thanks unto thee, or shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned my heaviness into joy. Thou hast put off my sackcloth, and girded me with gladness. Therefore shall every good man sing of thy praise without ceasing. O oh my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. Psalm 130 Out of the deep have I called unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. O oh, let thine ears consider well the voice of my complaint. If thou, Lord, wilt be extreme to mark what is done amiss, O Lord, who may abide him? For there is mercy with thee, therefore shalt thou be feared. I look for the Lord, my soul doth wait for him. 
in his word is my trust. My soul fleeth unto the Lord before the morning watch. I say before the morning watch. O Israel, trust in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is plenteous redemption. And he shall redeem Israel from all his sins. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here again at the 26th chapter of Isaiah. In that day this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God will appoint salvation for walls and bulwarks. Open the gates that the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. You who will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah the Lord is everlasting strength. For he brings down those who dwell on high, the lofty city. He lays it low, he lays it low on the ground. He brings it down to the dust. The foot shall tread it down, the feet of the poor, and the steps of the needy. The way of the just is uprightness. O most upright, you weigh the path of just. Yes, in the way of your judgments, O Lord, we have waited for you. The desire of our soul is for your name, and for the remembrance of you. With my soul I have desired you in the night. Yes, by my spirit within me I will seek you early, for when your judgments are in the earth. The inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Let grace be shown to the wicked, yet he will not learn righteousness. In the land of uprightness he will deal unjustly, and will not behold the majesty of the Lord. Lord, when your hand is lifted up, they will not see, but they will see and be ashamed for their envy of people. Yes, the fire of your enemies shall devour them. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy, a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 35th verse of the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Matthew. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered, like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest to send out the laborers into his harvest. And when he had called his twelve disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles are these. First Simon, who is called Peter, Andrew his brother, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew the tax collector, 
James, the son of Alphaeus, and Labaius, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter a city of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Provide neither gold nor silver, nor copper in your money belts, nor bag for your journey, nor two tunics, nor sandals, nor staffs for a worker is worthy of his food. Now whatever city or town you enter, inquire who is, who in it is worthy, and stay there till you go out. And when you go into a household, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it is not worthy, let your peace return to you. And whoever will not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart from that house or city, shake off the dust from your feet. Assuredly, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom and Gomorrah in the day of judgment than for that city. Here ends the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. Endue thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord Jesus Christ, who at thy first coming did send thy messengers to prepare the way, thy way before thee, grant that the ministers and stewards of thy mysteries may likewise so prepare and make ready thy way by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, that at thy second coming to judge the world we may be found an acceptable people in thy sight, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Spirit ever, one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life of mortal through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. Good evening, everyone.
Um, Rachel is hungry and has told me that I need to be snappy with my meditation tonight, so I'll try to make this quick. But we have here in our, you know, our epistle and gospel lesson this morning that's talking about, you know, John the Baptist. And we see in our um, collect for this week talking about ministry. And the reason for this is that this week is are the Ember Days on uh, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, which are – there's Ember Days at the Four Seasons, which to me always sounds like a fancy restaurant. And these Ember Days are – traditionally uh important for you know cultivating ministry and clergy it was often people would be ordained during the ember days and in the anglican tradition uh clergy is supposed to send a letter to the bishop during the ember days talking about their own ministry and so we see here this emphasis on ministry and why is it important for what would seem to be for a very small group within the church? Why would we all be be reminded of, the, of these things? Why did the, our, the reformers think it was important to bring this to the fore for the whole congregation? And I think it's important to remember that you know, uniquely in the Anglican tradition was this doing the daily office together, both clergy and laity. We all engage in the same spirituality. We all are on the same path. You know, there's not a different path, path for people who wear the collar. In our tradition, we recognize that we're all trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to grow in our relationship with Christ. And the best way to do that is together with other people. There's not this rigid separation between the clergy and laity. And I think it's always important to remember, and especially at St. Matthew's where we've cultivated this, where clergy comes out of the congregation that it serves. You know, oftentimes in many other churches, somebody may be called or think they're called to ministry and then go to off to a Bible college or a seminary and then go thinking of the church as a job, as a career. And it doesn't really matter where they go as long as they get a, a, a gig. And that's not what we see here in the Gospels. It grows out of a relationship with other people within the church. You know, the 12 apostles who we can, who our bishops inherited their office from, went about, started these churches in different places, and then elevated people from within that church to become the next bishop of that area. It grows out of the congregation's whole spiritual life as a whole. And so in essence that the ministry of the clergy in the church 
is the same as a ministry of the laity. We all are trying to do the same thing. We're all trying to grow in our relationship with Christ. It's just it takes different forms for different people. But our goal and our essentially our mission in the church is the same thing. We are all called to love God and love other people. It just will take different forms. We may have different strengths so that somebody may be good with numbers and then goes into a job like, say, you know, an accountant or something like that, but you're still called to love other people and reach other people and talk about and be open about your life, which necessarily includes God. And so one final thing is that the end of our, our New Testament lesson, we see here an important thing that we all have to remember in our ministry is they went out, they healed people, they did all these great things, but if it's rejected, they didn't fight it, they just wiped the dust off their feet and left. We have to be okay when people don't listen to us or respond to us. We know it's a truth and it can be painful when someone we love rejects that and rejects the love of Christ, but it's something that we just have to accept and be okay with them, with it, because we love them and accept them as they are. So just some thoughts about tonight's lessons. We will continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590, and we'll take a moment to call to mind our own prayers and intercessions. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this evening. Hope you have a great Sunday night and a great start to your the third week in Advent. Bon appétit. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Bon appétit. <laughs> Thank you, Deacon John. Have a good night, you guys. Good night. <laughs> Lavender. <laughs>